with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for this space. Uh, thank you for the friends that are in this room, um, the community that you're building, this community, San Marino, and the way that you've uh, brought this great group of people together. We pray that you would continue to just bind us together in purpose um, and that the Spirit would speak to us through the Scriptures. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. We talked last week a little bit about Jesus, um, about the blind guy who came to see because he met Jesus. And uh, the purpose of looking at Jesus is because by looking at Jesus, we learn something about God. And, and that's the point, that nobody has seen God, but people saw Jesus. They walked around, they touched him, they talked to him, he told stories, they listened. They probably told stories back. Um, and that's how we get a view of what God is like as we look at who Jesus is. And so today, I get to tell one of my favorite stories. It's the feeding of the 5,000. Um, it's a great story in the scriptures. And it tells us a lot about not only Jesus, but about who God is. And I want to just do that. Tell you the story as best I can. It's in Mark 6, verse 30. I don't know if it will be on the screen or not. It won't be. It's like, that guy, that guy knows what he's doing. Um, so that's what it'll be. So Mark 6.30 if you have it. If you don't have it, don't feel bad. We're Presbyterians. It's okay. You don't need a Bible. All right. <laughs> serious. Anyway. So this story is a great story for me. It's a personal story for me. And it kind of comes right after the time Jesus was hanging out with his friends, the disciples. And he sends them all the way two by two and says like, hey, go check out and do all this crazy stuff that I've been doing. Okay. So that's kind of where this story picks up. You ready? It says, the apostles then rendezvoused with Jesus and reported on all that they had done and taught. And Jesus said, come off by yourselves. Let's take a break and get a little rest. For there was a constant coming and going. They didn't even have time to eat. Now, I'm sure you look at me and you're like, that's an important thing. If life was so busy that you can't get time or space to eat, wow, what a crazy life that would be. One of my favorite things to do is share meals with people. I share lots of meals with people, obviously, and it's a good time. But they had gone on all around the countryside teaching and healing people, and it was so constant that it never stopped that they seriously didn't even have space to stop and rest and eat. It says there was a constant coming and going. And so Jesus, being who he is, realizes that he had just sent these friends off, and they were doing all this stuff, and he said, come off by yourselves. Let's take a break and get a little rest. I love this about Jesus. I love this about Jesus because he knows that they're tired. (laughs) And he's not crazy. He's not, oh my gosh, there was a constant coming and going. We have so much more to do. Let's, Let's just keep doing stuff. No. Come off by yourselves. Let's get some rest. So they get in a boat, and they went off to a remote place. Now, I don't know about you. uh, If you go off to a remote place, there's not usually a lot of people there. That's why it's a remote place, right? So they go off to a remote place by themselves. So they had this idea of we're going to get away from people, and they pick a spot, and they go. Well, someone saw them going, and the word got around. Someone saw them going, the word got around. From the surrounding towns, people went out on foot running and got there ahead of them. 
Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but when, I, when I'm sick of people, I'm not trying to find people. And if I saw a bunch of people all of a sudden at a place where I'm trying to get away, I might not be excited about going there. That's not what I'm looking for. That's me. When Jesus arrived, he saw the huge crowd, and at the sight of them, his heart broke. His heart broke. Like sheep with no shepherd they were, and he went right to work teaching them. Now he is with all his friends, and they're exhausted. The only peace and space and time that they got was probably in the middle of the water. That was it. Going to the remote place. When they got to the remote place where they were all excited to rest, there were people there. There was no time to rest. And I'm sure they were all like grumbling. Oh, gosh, more people. How do I do this? And Jesus' heart breaks for them. It's a very different response. Jesus went right to work teaching them, it says. Just stands up, big crowd of people, just starts talking. It says a lot about Jesus that, one, there's a big crowd. Two, that he goes right to work teaching them. And I love this part of the story. This is like right up my alley. When his disciples thought that Jesus had gone on long enough. You ever be like in the back and the pastor's up teaching you're like, the donuts are like out, bro. Same story. This is, this is just incredible to me. The God of the universe is teaching a group of people and there's like, a conversation on the side like, hey, he's kind of going a long time. And they like have a discussion because when it says when they thought that Jesus had gone on long enough. It was now quite, quite late in the day. They interrupt Jesus. They interrupt. He's like, and then I want you to, what? Somebody yells at him from the side. And they say, we are a long way out in the country and it's very late. Why don't you just do a benediction and let these folks go home and get dinner? Wow. And Jesus, <laughs> he like stops. He looks at them and he says, why don't you do it? You fix them supper. You, you, there's, you know, 5,000 people out here, probably more like 12,000 people. Why don't you fix them dinner? And they go, hey, yeah, come on, come on, are you serious? <laughs> we can't do that. There's so many people out here. Who can feed all these people? And I love this. This is why I love the Bible. I love that it says this. It says, he was quite serious. You ever get in that situation where you think a friend's joking, but they're not? Yeah, 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 you feed them, you feed them. Yeah, that'd be great. Anyway, um, no, I'm serious. Yeah, thanks. And they're all, like, uncomfortable. He was quite serious about it. See, Jesus thought what he was saying to the crowd was scratching an itch. What he was teaching was a group of people that had come to see him. And he went right to work teaching them. And he had a lot to say, and they had a lot to hear, and they wanted it. Boy, did they want it. From all around town, they came to hear him teach. All over, they came to hear him teach. And he went to work teaching them. Well, Jesus, realizing that there's a problem... How many loaves of bread do you have? 
Why don't you take an inventory? Well, it didn't take long. The disciples who probably were saving this food, because remember, they hadn't eaten in a long time. Five loaves and two fish is all they got. Now, different parts of the Bible, it's a different story. There's a boy or whatever. Somehow they get five loaves and two fish. And Jesus gets this whole crowd of people. This is how in tune with what Jesus is teaching that the crowd is, that he has them all sit down. He has them all sit down in groups of 50 or 100. Now, if we try to break this room up into groups of 20, it would take us probably seven minutes. And that's just groups of 20, and that's only 100 and pe- 110 people probably. But he got over 5,000 people to sit down in groups of 50 or 100. And I love the way the author writes this. He says, they look like a patchwork quilt of wildflowers spread out over the green grass, people from all over, every walk of life. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. He lifted his face to heaven in prayer. He blessed the bread. He broke it and gave the bread to the disciples. And the disciples walked around and gave it to the people. He did the same thing with the fish. They all ate their fill. They all ate their fill, and the disciples gathered 12 baskets of leftovers, and more than 5,000 people were there. It's an amazing story of what Jesus can do with something that's not very significant. But it's also something that was really valuable to his friends. Remember, they wanted to eat, and he took it and he gave it away. I'm not sure that the reaction that the disciples had was the same reaction I would have. I just said, I think we only got three loaves of bread. And Jesus would have said, Dave, I think you have five. And it's not really just for you, is it? Well, as soon as the meal was finished, Jesus insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on across again while he dismissed the people that had come to hear him teach. Again, he's in tune with where they're at. He knows where they're living, where their space is, that they're tired, that they were tired when they got there, that they just listened to Jesus teach for a whole day. They they just saw him feed people, and he sends his friends away before everybody leaves. And then he dismisses everyone. Now, I don't know how that went, but remember, they're sitting in groups of 50 or 100. I, in my heart, envision Jesus going group to group and saying, Go in peace or something like that. And that taking a lot of time. And Jesus has that kind of time for those people because they had time for him and went to see him. And as the disciples leave, they get in the boat. Jesus dismisses everybody, and I love this. After sending all of them off, he climbed the mountain to pray. Jesus wasn't with his friends anymore, but he knew he was probably tired too. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was more tired than the disciples. And he dismisses everybody, and then he goes off to pray. And this is the kind of story that I love because it's kind of something that I would do if I was Jesus. It says, late at night, the boat the disciples were in was far out at sea, and Jesus was by himself on the land. And he could see his friends in the middle of the lake struggling with the oars, the wind having come up against them. At about four in the morning, this is an important detail, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. This is, if I could do that, I would do that. 
I would just do it. I'd be like, oh, cool. This is sweet. Jesus came toward them walking on the water. And this is what I love about this story. He intended to walk right by them. Man, this, this weather is terrible. You guys are really struggling. I'll see you later. I mean, this is the story. His intention is to walk by his friends who are struggling at four in the morning against the wind with their oars. He's not trying to get in the mix and get in all that mess and it's all hard and stuff. He's trying to rest too. (laughs) His walking is easier than rowing in a boat. I love that. But when they saw Jesus walking on the water, they thought it was a ghost and screamed. They were scared out of their wits. Now, that's how I would have felt because that's not a normal thing. So let's add this. I'm just going to put it together for you. You're tired. You haven't eaten. It's four in the morning, and you're rowing in the middle of a lake, and you see something on the water. It's like a scary movie. You're not about to be like, this is exciting. Wow, that is cool. What do you think that is? You are like, what is going We are crazy out here. And they're scared. And this is what I love about Jesus. Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me, don't be afraid. Courage, it's me, don't be afraid. As soon as Jesus climbs in the boat, the wind died down. Boom. The disciples, they were stunned, shaking their heads, wondering what had gone on. What was going on? What is this? And I love this, and this is why I always pair these two stories. The gospel writer says they didn't understand yet what Jesus had done at the dinner. None of this had penetrated their hearts yet. They saw Jesus do something incredible, truly incredible. And that was to shun what he needed, to give to the people of God, what they needed. What Jesus wanted was rest. And then he saw hurting people and he gave to them. He gave everything he had to them. And the disciples were learning this by watching. And then as he was going to rest and he sent the disciples away, he comes up to them and they are scared. And he gets in the boat with them. And they're like, what is going on here? Isn't it true that it doesn't always penetrate our heart right away? It takes years sometimes for truth to penetrate our heart. Even things that we've seen very close up front, right in front of us, people that have loved us really well, have said the truth to us numerous times, it doesn't always penetrate our heart. And I think that's true of who God is. I think that's true about how much God loves us. You can't tell me anymore. I don't need to hear it. I know that God loves me, and I still operate like God doesn't just love me. I know that. It doesn't always penetrate our heart. They beach the boat, and they tie up at the landing, and as soon as they get out of the boat, the word gets around again. People ran this way and that way, bringing their sick on stretches to where they heard that Jesus was. And wherever Jesus went... Village or town or country crossroads, 
They brought their sick to the marketplace and begged him, begged Jesus to let them touch the edge of his coat, just to, just to touch what Jesus was wearing. That's all. And whoever touched Jesus became well. A couple things I just want to offer, just to kind of recap the story as you think about it. Okay, the first is this. Jesus' heart breaks for people, especially people that are looking for something. Jesus' heart breaks, and especially breaks for people that are looking for something. The people that had run around to the other side of the lake that were looking for Jesus, his heart breaks for them. And if you're looking for Jesus, or you're looking for something more significant, his heart breaks for you. He has something to say to you, too. It's not just that his heart breaks, but he has something for you. That Jesus, if he could, would sit with you all day and teach and talk if you would only sit there and listen. But Jesus has something for you. And I'm going to say it's more important than food. That what Jesus has to offer you is more important than eating. Which is why when he was teaching, he couldn't be disrupted for a long time by this feeding process. He wanted to keep teaching because there was so much more to tell about who God was and how it relates to them. So much that Jesus has to tell you. And it's more important than anything else you could do. This idea that the disciples are in the middle of the lake, rowing by themselves and not getting anywhere, is a good metaphor for churches. If you're rowing, doing a lot of work, the wind of this culture has come up against us. And if we try to do any movement without Jesus, we're not going to go anywhere. Be bold and courageous. He is with us. He is with you. Jesus is scary when he's far away or when it's clouded or when the weather's rough. It's scary. But when he gets in the boat, it's different and he feels safe. I know everything that Jesus promises and says is scary. I know that. It's hard to believe Jesus. It's hard to trust God. It's hard to listen to the Holy Spirit. And from afar, from a distance, it always seems scary. But when Jesus gets in the boat, for some reason, it's not as scary. And the last thing I think is, will you beg? Will you beg for the encounter with Jesus regularly, like the people in the marketplace? Whatever it is that you want out of God, whatever it is that you ask of God, will you beg for it? And not your friends and your neighbors, but will you just ask God for what you need? But not what you'd like. Really let it go inside you. So that you're one of those people that's like, you know what, if Jesus was on the other side of a lake, I would grab people and I would run over there just to sit and hear him teach. Because he is teaching. He's constantly teaching. He's teaching all of us. Let it penetrate your heart. Let it penetrate your heart. And if it doesn't, God's going to continue to teach until it does. Amen. I love you guys.